You're listening to Terror is Really Not That Hard, a podcast where I debunk all the mysteries and misconceptions about the ever-polarizing tarot. Whether you're a super logical human being who wants science as an explanation, or someone who believes that there are some things that just simply cannot be explained, this podcast is for you. My name is Shorajit Dutt, I've been reading tarot for a few years now, and I'm on a mission to show the world just how fun and interesting tarot can be, because it really, really isn't that hard. Alright, good day and welcome to everybody. This is actually a very important episode. Today we're going to talk about all these spreads that we have in Tyro, which ones are worth your time and which ones really aren't. Right now, spreads, now at the very least, when you're going into a reading, you're going to be spending time, right? Now, depending on whom you get the reading from, you're going to be spending either time or both time and money, right? So we want to know what those spreads are that are worth your time. So I want to just start this off by talking about this spread that's really, really famous in the world outside of tarot, but not particularly useful within it. Now, maybe you've heard of this spread. It's called the past, present, future spread, sometimes called the mind, body, soul spread, right? And it's a three-card spread. Just you horizontally lay out three cards and that's the spread. So what is this spread about, right? Now, the leftmost card is supposed to represent the past. The center card is supposed to represent the present. And the card on the extreme right is supposed to represent the future. Now, if you're doing the mind-body-soul version of it, the extreme left is supposed to represent the mind, the middle is supposed to represent the body, and the one on the extreme right is supposed to represent the soul. Now, I know what you're thinking this doesn't seem like such a bad deal, right? I can I can get this good idea of, oh, my past, my present, and my future, or my mind, body, and soul, and this seems like a pretty good deal. But the reason I believe that it's really not a good deal is because it's very vague. You have one card that's dedicated to each of these, and no card in tarot can give you by itself, such a detailed response that you would really be satisfied with the reading. Now, the reason that this spread is popular in the first place is because it's not intimidating at all. It's just three cards. It takes maybe five minutes of your time and you get a rough idea of what happens in a tarot reading. So a lot of people really take it up for this reason. And I think that the only situation in which the spread can actually be useful is just if you want that experience of, okay, what actually happens in a tarot reading. That is without actually getting into anything significant. So just as a sort of, okay, I want to try this out. Let me see what it's like. I mean, in that situation, this spread is definitely ideal because it's quick. It's not intimidating. doesn't really require that much work and doesn't really give you enough of an output. But because of the fact that it doesn't give you enough of an output, I think that if you're actually looking for answers within tarot, this is one of the most useless spreads you can get. But hey, useless is a very strong word. Why do I think it's useless, right? So let me give you an example. Now let's take up this whole past, present, and future avenue here. And let's say, let's use some of the cards that we have talked about in the past, right? Namely, we're going to talk about the fool, death, and the world. You would have remembered these three cards from the previous episode. Now let's put the fool in the position of the past death in the position of the present, and the world in the position of the future. 
So what do we get out of this reading? What does this reading actually tell us? This reading is telling us that we were really reckless in the past, really, you know, just gung-ho, tackle it straight on, head on, right? It's telling us that we need to change something in the present. And it's also telling us that we're going to feel, you know, really whole and complete in the future. But the problem is this is too broad. How was I being reckless in the past? What is it that I need to change in the present? And how is it that I'm feeling complete in the future? What's the reason behind all of these three, right? Now, if you get a spread like this, your first reaction is, okay, I have to find out about each and every one of these, right? And you'd have to take up three more readings in more detailed spreads, right? And now you're dealing with four separate readings when really all you needed was three. So what did you actually get out of this spread? Nothing per se. If you were really curious about any particular aspect, right, be it the past, the present or the future, you could just do a reading there and you could get all of these results except you'd get much, much more in terms of details and you'd find out why everything is happening, how everything is happening. So really, if you're somebody who has no experience with tarot and you just want to figure out what happens in a reading without actually asking the questions that you want answers to, then yeah, this is this is a great place to start. Otherwise, I think it will, you'd be better off by actually going with any different kind of spread. Moreover, there are a lot of tarot readers who will sell tarot to you, like professionals, right, who will sell tarot to you and be like, oh, this is what it is. When it's really not, what you're doing there is, in that case, you're paying money, and you're paying money for something that's not actually giving you a proper justification for the amount of money that you'd be spending, right? And it's not even like if you look at the psychological aspect of it or the psychological method of it, you're getting something out of it. Because if you're dealing with psychology, then how do you even relate this spread to anybody's question? Because it's too vague. No matter what kind of subdecks you flip the top card up over, you're not going to get anything that actually relates enough for you to take this decision. Which is why I find that, you know, people who are indulging in the psychological variant are less likely to take up readings that would be more of a waste of time. But then I don't, I can't really blame the people who take up the ethereal route either because it's really difficult to get people to even step in to this whole experience of tarot because they're so afraid of it, right? Like I've mentioned in the pilot episode, people don't know what tarot is and they're really scared of it. So I understand where it comes from. But now as somebody who's been following this podcast, hopefully, and somebody who knows what tarot really is about, I would encourage you to try to stay away from these three card spreads because not because anything bad will happen, but just because you're not going to get anything out of it. And it's it's kind of going to be a waste of time. You're not really going to be satisfied with it. Now that I've spoken about what spread you should avoid, what are the spreads that are actually worth your time? First and foremost, I feel like I have to start off with the spread that I end up using the most. And this spread is only really used the most because this is the number one question that people have when they come to me. And it's a spread that you would use for your love life, relationships, you know, with your friends, 
And this spread is called the connection spread. Now let's just talk about the elements of the connection spread, right? It's a very small five card spread. And really it's divided into two sections, right? You have, you'll have two cards on the left, two cards on the right, and one card on the center. Now I'm not going to get into the shape, but it's not just a horizontal layout. It's kind of like having a triangle with one card on the top, but you have four cards on the bottom. Now these four cards are basically a split set of two cards each. Now one set of cards represents you and the other set of cards represents the person in question with whom you want to check your interpersonal or romantic relationship with. And the card in the middle that's on top is supposed to represent the outcome. Now that's the most juicy card, so I usually like saving it for last. But now let's talk about the cards on the bottom, the bottom four, right? Now the first set represents you, correct? So one card represents you as you are in the relationship, right? One card to represent how you are in this relationship. The other card is supposed to represent your challenge. What is the obstacle you struggle with? Right? What, what do you need to get over? What is the obstacle that you need to get over? Right? This, is, this could also be represented as, okay, what is the problem that you face in this relationship? What do you have an issue with? And likewise, the other set is the exact same thing just for the other person. So when you put it into context, you have an image of how each person is in the relationship and each person's challenge that they face in this relationship with the other person, right? And the card on top is supposed to actually represent either the outcome or what is known as the combining force. Now, what is this combining force? It talks about what it is that brings you two together in whatever kind of relationship you have, right? Be it a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship with a close friend, right? Maybe you're, you're checking it with your best friend or you're checking it with a sibling or something or the other, right? This is, this is really the force that brings you two together and is the reason why you guys are so good together or is the reason that will save your relationship in the case of a romantic one or in case you have conflict, right? It's the joining force. What is it that you guys should focus on or work on in order to improve your relationship or make sure that it's successful? However, you may define success, that is. Now, moving on to the spread that I feel is this jack of all trades, right? I feel like I often use it for more or less any situation. I feel like I can use it anywhere. And this spread is the one known as the Celtic Cross. It's a 10 card spread, so I'm not even going to begin to get into what each card is because that's just really long and, and can really get boring until and unless you're really looking to learn tarot. But I'm going to try to split it into two sections, right? One section deals with the problem, all the factors like the past of that situation, the present of the situation or the conflicting forces in that situation. And the other half deals with you. You know, how you are in this situation, any influences, you know, that you have, uh, any hopes or fears you have, and the end result. And this spread is kind of like the Swiss Army knife for tarot. You can use it for more or less anything. And I often find that when people have questions like, okay, what should I do in this situation? How should I handle this? What steps should I take to do X, Y, Z? 
in all of these situations when you really need to break down what's going on and how you should approach it this celtic cross is the perfect spread so if you see somebody pulling out a 10 card spread and you've asked a question that you feel like fits into this situation then know that you're in good hands that person has really made the right decision now i'd like to talk about the spread that i think just makes this the three card spread that i mentioned at the beginning completely obsolete this spread is known as the year round spread it's actually a 13 card spread so you have it's sort of decorated there's this sort of giant circle of cards and then there's one card in the center so the circle of card will cards will be made up of 12 cards obviously and each card will represent one month starting from the current month up to the month prior to this month of the next year right so if you're starting in march for example of this year then the spread would go until february of next year the 13th card is supposed to represent the theme of the year now every card that represents a month will give you a rough idea of you know how the month will proceed right what will be the theme of the month and then the 13th card will tell you what the theme of the year is so for example if you got the fool in the 13th card it would be a representation of how you're just going to be really reckless this year now why do i think that this makes the three card spread completely obsolete it's because you don't have to be intimidated about doing this kind of spread it doesn't actually delve deep into super personal issues it talks about everything that's going to go on and it's a very unintimidating spread just because there isn't actually anything so personal and deep going on there you don't have to be worried about it moreover i feel like it's a lot more specific than just like a past present future because when in the past when in the present right when in the future and it also gives you a place to focus if you find something curious right maybe i start from march and i find that something peculiar is going on in june then i'm going to want to double down on what's going on in the month of june then i can do a celtic cross reading on okay what's what's going on in the month of june and that paints a much better picture and gives a much better canvas to start on than the three card spread does so if you're somebody who feels kind of intimidated by the whole process and wants to have a starting point but you don't really want to go for the three card spread after everything that i've said about it then i would recommend to start off with this spread i find usually that when i'm you know talking to people who are new to tarot who are afraid of you know just okay what is going on here then i find that this spread is a great icebreaker and i i find that it gives a great place to start and especially if you're somebody who's very career oriented and you want to know where your job's going right you know i feel like this is a great place uh, to start off because then it can generally be helpful about okay this month is where i have to watch out let me figure out what i have to watch out for in this month okay this month's going to be good let me see why it's going to be good right and in that sense it can give you a very good idea of what's going to go on and it can actually be helpful and actually be useful so if you're ever intimidated about the whole process in tarot i would say definitely start with the year round spread find whoever you know who's a tarot reader or go to a professional tarot reader and and ask them that you know i i want a year round spread i want to know what's going to go on and that's really it i would just encourage you to just go out 
get a reading for yourself, right? And it's, I guarantee it's going to be so much fun. That is actually really great. I mean, you can find out what's just, what's coming, right? It doesn't hurt to be prepared for the future. Whether it's good or it's bad, right? If it's good, then you know something good is coming. And if it's bad, at least you're prepared for what's about to come. Of course, the whole fear of what can go wrong in a reading is another episode in itself. But really, I would encourage you to just go out there, get yourself a reading, unless it's from one of those mobile apps that just randomly gives you three cards or four cards or whatever, because no matter what approach you look at it with, right, be it ethereal or psychological, there's no way that it would actually relate to you. It would just be a bunch of generic statements thrown in, hopefully something goes right, right? So those never work, but go to your nearest tarot reader today. (laughs) It sounds like some sort of telecommercial, but hey, it's true. You should go to your nearest tarot reader and get yourself a reading. As always, if you have any questions, you can contact me at tarotisreallynotthathard at gmail.com. The email address will be in the description of this podcast. So I'm Shurjit Dutt. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.